A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined this week by Nurse Shark. Hi there. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I am also joined by Karma. Hi, Mike. Hi, Shark. <laughs> it's nice to nice to meet you. Finally, yes, it's nice to meet you too. Yes, it's ladies' night here on the podcast. Ellen, Sarge have abandoned me. Uh, actually, the uh, story of why Sarge is not here today is pretty hilarious, which we will get to at the back, at, at, at the back end of Karma's story, because uh, when last we had left Karma, uh, I had uh, been watching the news, the television, as they say, and uh, on it, there was a Trump-endorsed uh, Republican candidate for governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake, uh, talking to Australian 60 Minutes, and she was explaining to them that uh, Australia had fallen to tyranny and oppression, the likes of which the American mind could scarcely understand, and the only thing keeping America from becoming this same corrupt haven of a police state was the precious Second Amendment. And uh, the Australian 60 Minutes hosts were very baffled by uh, what Carrie Lake was saying during this interview, so... Uh, we turn to Karma, who is uh, an oppressed citizen of the tyrannical police state of Australia, to tell us what's going on in this alleged country, allegedly in the southern hemisphere, uh, the southern half of the world. I'm sponsoring you on World Vision, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, we can't, we can't leave our houses, we can't do anything, and we definitely don't get power over here. It's just like, <laughs> so bad. Like we can't get power. Like we really need help. Yeah. 
Uh, so Karma it, Karma decided to spoil the joke at the end of her story, which was that uh, me, Sarge, and her were riffing on how crummy Australia was, and as we were having this jaunty laugh, uh, her power went out for three hours, and uh, by the time we had tried to reconnoiter all of that, uh, Sarge had been abducted by patriots and taken to par- uh, parts unknown, where he may or may not be working at a Ukrainian bio lab with L doing double shifts, creating COVID twenty twenty two to help the Democrats win the midterms. So, uh, so exactly. I mean, what is the status of the lockdowns in Australia? Because I mean, Australia actually had real lockdowns, not like this American crap where you couldn't just get your hair done or whatever. You guys actually had like real shit happening to you. Yeah. Over the two years, we'll probably in lockdown something like 200 and something days, something like that over two years. It was, and we, we basically only were allowed to leave for five reasons. Um, and that right now we can basically go where we want, do what we want. Most people aren't wearing masks. We're, we're pretty much just back to normal. So, uh, you're not in fact being monitored by police on every corner with guns at the ready to checking you for mask compliance, vaccine cards, all of the, uh, tyrannical things that we were told would happen in America, were we not packing heat all the time? Well, I haven't been asked for to show that I'm vaccinated anywhere. Not one. So, so I don't know where these stories come from. I mean, I might be monitored. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to guess Candace Owens, maybe Nick Fuentes or something like that. People that maybe don't necessarily have a strong association with the truth. Well, I think there's a lot of... Aussies that are saying it as well, obviously, you know, the anti-vax and stuff there, mm-hmm. you know, yep. making up a lot of rubbish that's not really going on. And it always, it, it really just, like, I can't believe that we've been out of lockdown. Out, we're in the middle of, you know, night weather and they're still out there protesting. Like, you know, <laughs> they can't right. be, And you just kind of like, um, we've been in lockdown for so long. Why don't you actually go and enjoy your life rather than actually you know, protesting about it. Yeah, that's bizarre. So uh, what are the trucker convoys like in Australia? Because, I mean, everyone had to have a convoy after Canada did theirs. So what's the convoys been like in Australia? Oh, ours were just failed. There was, there was hardly any trucks. It was mainly cars. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian car convoy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, uh, we had the big um, camp out in Canberra. Um, which, you know, they took over, I think, for like a week out there. And that was just, it was more like a party than it was anything else. They were out there partying and just, you know, causing trouble. Tailgate, protest, you know, apple, you know, yep. tomato, tomato. Well, that's I was right more there, where I was going, tomato. sorry. Said apple and I have no idea where I went with that. <laughs> Yep, potato, potato, let's go on. We're moving along. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's, yeah, it's just uh, it's just such a clown show that uh, these people who really don't know anything about Australia were just crying out, oh, Australia has fallen. Oh, this, uh, this poor nation, uh, the deep state just got their hooks into it and just uh, t- tore it all down. And it always made me laugh that uh, – 
QAnon always talks about this being this worldwide movement. And of course, where we go one, we go all. But apparently uh, they were very much fine with sacrificing Australia to like give America the warning. Like, yo, guys, look, this is going to happen to you if you don't shape up. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. And it's like, if I was an Australian QAnon supporter, I'd be kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. Hey, hey, I thought you were supposed to save the world, not just America, jerk. They're, they're not so, like, I see um, a lot of Australians on Telegram and they're always like, come and help us. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do we need help with? I'm not sure what you want anyone to come and help us with because, you know, we're, it's pretty normal. I think. Spiders. <laughs> Drop bears. Spiders, but other than that, nothing. You guys are most, great. Most <laughs> don't want to come here anyway because of all our deadly animals i like actually most of your deadly animals just spiders scare me sorry well i'd like to to see a kangaroo take on candace (laughs) i would love that yeah oh god that would be uh... my retirement for that literally That'd be uh, worth. I would. That would be worth working till the day you die for. That would be awesome. Like, I mean, honestly, just like seeing seeing the TikTok and then just folding into your grave. It would be beautiful. <laughs> that, that's as good as it gets. It's not going to get better than this. I, no, honestly, it's like, do I need an afterlife? I don't know <laughs> if I need one now. So. <laughs> How, how could heaven improve on this? I don't, I see, know. I don't, I don't think it's <laughs> Maybe, possible. Is it a failure of my imagination or is really God saying, yep, there you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so now we are going to get into uh, the dark side of this after our fluffy and light uh, mockery of Australia and it's a shitty power grid and <laughs> actual lack of tyranny. So we're, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, Karma has uh, spent uh, entirely too much of her life chronicling the nightmare that is the negative 48 and his Dallas cult of lunatics. So uh, I'm going to play a ye old content warning because negative 48 may touch on the dark topics. And then we're going to let uh, Karma give us a debriefing, uh, venting, whatever it is she needs to do <laughs> to tell us about what's going on down there in Dallas. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So uh, what's the latest on everyone's favorite attempt at actually becoming a real cult inside of QAnon? Oh, well, the cult has definitely splintered. We now have two groups. (laughs) Okay. Um, and the um, so the second group has been formed by people who have been kicked out that don't actually believe they've been kicked out. Um, yeah, so they've been, you know, um, kicked out by Negative 48, but they believe he is playing 5D chess with them and he's giving the other people in his inner circle, rope, to hang themselves. And then once they do, he's going to bring those ex-members back and kick all of the other ones out. Oh, so we're getting into some serious uh, Q only said JFK Jr. was dead in order to protect JFK Jr. from the deep state kind of stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it kind of got 
um, out of control when those that got kicked out, they're not, they're, they have not turned against 48 at all. They've only can, like, turned on the rest of the inner circle. Um, and it got really out of hand when they started doxing the other members. Oh, um, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then the other members then called one of them a pedo because they found pictures of him with oh, his nieces and Anderson Cooper. <laughs> so he is now deep state pedo. And, yeah, it's just backwards and forwards between the two groups at the moment and Negative keeps telling them that they've been kicked out and every time he speaks, they code everything he says. <laughs> he has created monsters that he can no longer control, basically. Wow. He has, he's rejected these people and they refuse to accept the rejection and they are finding ways through his messaging to uh, prove that he still accepts them and loves them and yeah. that the big payoff of his love is coming down the line. Yes, and it's got, like, to honestly, I was in um, both their chats, so Negative had one going, the other group had one going. They're both streaming each other's chat into their own chat and they're talking to each other backwards and forwards and he's literally saying to them, I kicked you out, you are crazy, and they're coding it and going, he loves us, he wants us back, he's playing five years, and he's going, no coding. No coding needed. <laughs> and it was just—it was insane. Like I can't even begin to explain what it was like listening to that. There's just no explanation. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing oh about that—the thing about that—that's so uh, funny to me is that because he like used because he uses gematria and stuff like that. You could very easily take anything he says and run it through Dramatria and then come up with a payout yep. that would be uh acceptable. I mean Yeah. I just uh yeah, I just went uh I just typed in I reject you and uh I reject you in uh Jewish Gematria is the sweetest child. He's calling us the sweetest children yeah. of him. He loves that's us. Exactly what's going on. Exactly what's going on. And at the last uh, rally they went to, both groups were in attendance and it got very, very heated. I doubt 48 found any new followers. They basically, the night before the rally, they were both camped out. Um, they went over to Negatives Camp. They got into an argument. Um, they, you know, one of them got called a pedo again and it was backwards and forwards. Then while they were in the line waiting to get into the rally, it was full on. They were screaming at each other in the line, you know. Wow. So I really doubt that he's picking up. His channel has dropped, so he's basically kicking anyone who joins with them. So his channel, since this started, has dropped something about 16,000 people. Wow. Well, that's good. I'm glad he's losing followers. Yes. Um, so I, I, uh, so in, uh, this is going to absolutely horrify you. In English, Jeremiah, I reject you, has the same number value as John F. Kennedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's 
such a like to watch them code things you know they turn, they literally turn anything into anything they want and you know and no matter what they're being told they just turn it into a something else and at the moment they're all heading to the next rally again and the splinter group has managed to get more followers <laughs> so i don't know exactly what's going to happen at the next rally but it did get very heated at the last one so and negative so, smaller <laughs> so what is the relative size of the splinter group and negative 48 and the inner circle like how many people are in each group yeah. Um the inner circle at the moment probably so it was it was at 10. It's now at about I think 7 the inner circle. Um there's only usually roughly under 20 with the inner circle around them at any given time. But then when they go to the rallies everyone comes back um and meets up with them. So that you know the rallies is their bigger sort of meetups. Um the splinter yep. group probably has i mean that group's got five thousand members in it um and there is i think they had at the rally they probably had about 20 people themselves at the rally and then so how many people how many people did negative 48 have in his core group at the rally he, he probably had uh, i reckon say 40 maybe okay yeah so he's got so he's about twice the size of the splinter group but i believe the splinter group will have more this time Okay. So the, he, the, the way it's called, sort of come out, um, they got really upset and they basically begged their followers, you know, it would be really good if you came and supported us, you know, at the next rally. And all these people went, yes, I'll be there. I promise I'll be there. So I've got a feeling their numbers are going to increase it. So, uh, so when is the next Trump rally? I, I know I've, I saw some, like, uh, reporting about it, but I didn't. Uh, I believe I, 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 it is in like 10 days, um, something like that, in Georgia. Okay, so. Around the end of the month um, in Georgia. Aha. So that oh, that's that's cool. So mm. in ten days we will have our next uh, big splinter group versus negative forty eight main group showdown. Uh, are they all still based out of Dallas? Are they still in a hotel or have they gone to Airbnbs? What's the like living oh. conditions? Um, so at the moment you've got your four core people from your splinter group. They're living out of Tenor's RV. <laughs> um, so, oh, so, so Tenor got kicked out is what you're telling me? Well, Tenor doesn't believe he got kicked out, but he did get kicked out. Oh, um, my gosh. So <laughs> Tenor um, stood up for somebody who did get kicked out, and then they basically ignored him for a week. So he would go there and they would just act like he wasn't there. Um, that sounds like middle school. Yeah, it is. It honestly is. They would actually oh just, like they went bowling and Tenor sat there at the back of the bowling alley and they all just kept walking past him and just treated him like he was not even there. So they got mono. So Tenor believes he wasn't kicked out, but he was kicked out because they just treated him like he didn't exist. Um, so, um, yeah, it's kind of just been, so those four are living in their RV and they're currently in Georgia. Um, they have been taking their own donations though. Um, they are heading back to Dallas. Um, negatives 
is also so negative at the moment. His current group is split as well. He's currently, I believe, in Georgia himself, but the rest of his group are in Florida um, and they are meeting up for Georgia. And then I think another rally has been just announced for April 2nd. And then he said they'll be going back to Dallas after that. So how has he justified leaving Dallas? I thought JFK Sr. or JFK Jr. could spring from the grassy knoll at any moment. And uh, how would they uh, justify uh, abandoning their hero or heroes uh, before they arrived? I I don't see how. Because their hero is at the rally, Mike. You know, the hero is either wearing a... Oh, right, yeah. It's it's Trump in a JFK junior mask. Yes, so they're actually going to watch their hero. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I I forgot about the whole, it's just JFK wearing a Trump mask thing. It's not just JFK can play anyone. Negative said early this morning that it was um, at the last rally that Mike Lindell, (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, and oh god yeah so it can literally <laughs> you know chooses it to be I guess um, whatever he says everyone just goes okay yeah cool that's sweet but his biggest thing is it started in Dallas it will end in Dallas I don't know what that means no one knows what that means he uh, also said that he would only attend three rallies and we're now about to be attending the fourth because everything was going to happen at the third rally, but we're now on to the fourth. Oh, of course. I mean, that's that's how this works. You always just kick you kick the can down the road. You keep uh, mm-hmm. moving. Uh, you keep saying, oh, the, that deadline didn't uh, re- have any resolution, but the next deadline will have a resolution. The, uh, I promise you the payoff is coming, but at some point uh, down the line, it, it, you're going to get it. We're, it's going to happen. Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, look, majority of the people come and go, except for the main inner circle. There's probably about 20 people that don't leave. They just sort of hang. Um, but the rest of them come and go, come and go whenever they want. Um, so it, it's kind of always hard to judge the numbers because of that. Yeah, so... Um... What is like? Is there actually any uh, sort of um, possibilities down the line in the near future that this whole thing will finally uh, find resolution? Are is negative forty eight going to run out of money? I mean, I we heard the stories about how the the, uh, the homeowners association having a lean against this house. Yeah, I was wondering how all that stuff was going and where it would be going. Uh, I mean, yeah. um, a lot of the Um, money was cut off Um, we managed to cut off a lot of their Venmo um, so they haven't been able to collect donations that way Um, they have used PayPal and give send go which makes that one hard to sort of try to cut off Um, but they are struggling with money that that's definite because they're kind of just staying at other people's houses at the moment and I think that's a big reason why they're not back in Dallas they're kind of hanging out at members' houses rather than actually paying for hotels. Um, so I, that that's a big thing. But the infighting is definitely causing a lot of problems within the group. People are 
you know, switching sides, they've had enough. Like you see a lot of people saying, you know, I'm sick of the infighting. I don't want to, this isn't what I'm here for. Um, so I think the infighting is going to play a huge part in it um, as long as, and especially because they keep turning on each other and spilling information about each other. Um, and I think they all have something on each other. <laughs> so uh, one thing I wanted to ask, because you mentioned about switching sides, can you actually be part of the splinter group and then make your way back into negative 48's no. good graces? No. Is it so, oh, is- No. So negative 48 made his channel private um, a couple of months ago. Um, he said, you know, I'm making it private because I've lost so many followers and I want people to basically beg me when I'm right to come back onto my channel. But so once he, and now with all the infighting, he's kicking that, like he's literally kicking out two to 300 people a day from his channel. So once he's kicked you out, you can't get back in. So, um, yeah, once you go, like if you go into the other group and he finds out you're there, which he does because the other group decided that they were going to put a purple heart next to their name. (laughs) So it basically (laughs) gave him exactly who they were. (laughs) So he just sat there and just kicked them one by one out because they had a purple heart next to their name. Oh God, that's, uh, that's brutal. This, uh, it is like a pack of teenagers arguing. It, it really flawed. just makes you wonder why they joined a cult, you know? <laughs> uh, well, well, I mean, well, the, 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 well, the real question for me is more like I understand why people join cults. The, oh, yeah. The, part, the question for me is like, like the whole point of being in the cult is that you're getting fulfillment. You're getting something that life wasn't giving you outside of the cult. But how can what they're doing right now be fulfilling is really, that's really the $64 question is it's just like, I mean, holy shit, guys, what, what about this is worth your time? What about like hanging out in a splinter group where negative 48 screaming at you? You're not welcome. I don't like you. And you're like, no, he does like me. I'm, he's going to be, he's, we're going to be back together again real soon. Like, I mean, my God. The Even the splinter group though, like you, you, like Tenor, he's got such a temper. If someone says one thing, he can go from zero to 10. <laughs> like you know from absolutely oh i love all of you to what the fuck did you all say like no <laughs> like we completely can just go like that to that in like a second and then all of a sudden come back to you know thank you all for supporting us you know donate to us you know like like it's just yeah. insane listening to that group yeah. Um, oh yeah you know so and but negatives group is i find that his main you know 20 people that kind of hang on him it's more about the partying and, you know, they go out to restaurants, they eat, they, they go to movies, they do this, they do that. You know, it's like they're living their teenage years all over again. <laughs> That's so sad. Well, I mean, at least they're getting some nice food and having a, and having a, good, uh, a good night on the town. I mean, I, I can see that, but oof. But yeah, the but it's the, the, the on their dollar, probably. Exactly, it's not yeah. on their money, you know. And that's oh hell I'm, no! I can't understand the people that are donating to them. How they don't just go? What are you? What am I giving my money to you for? Like, 
you know, to go and eat and stay at the Hyatt and, you know, like it, it just, it's so bizarre to watch them just throw their money at them. I mean, I've seen in other cults, including, you know, the cults that come from the the, the Christian world that I came from and everything, who basically um, have have made it that the the better off and the better looking your leader is, the better off spiritually the whole community must be. It's like this. If I've got a tricked out looking pastor with nice houses and a nice car, this somehow, and that goes towards the prosperity, you know, preachers and all that. And, you know, we're talking about basically people that visited Trump a whole lot and like Joel Osteen and that kind of stuff. But Paula White came. She's one of those. She's one of those people that will say, give me a month's worth of your salary and that's a seed for to grow your wealth and all this kind of stuff. But people do that because they really truly believe if I give it to her, it's better than if I give it to someone who, you know, works at a soup kitchen three streets down. Because something must be better off in her life because God's blessing her in a better way in their own sense. And so if I give my money to her, that's that, that God's blessings will only magnify upon her and then they will trickle down to me. Like that, like that somehow would transfer to everything else. It's like, okay, does that work the same for suffering? Go for it. I'm ready. And you don't hear a thing. Well, it doesn't because it doesn't work the same, it, you know. You know, blessing and curses and all, however the way you want to phrase it, the whatever way you want to put it in a cult way or something like that. It's like, well, try try and explain, try and explain them, and they're difficult to explain, and most of them have really, really insufficient answers. I, I'm just I'm just very interested in this like trickle down blessonomics that we have now. It's- I swear to God, it is a thing. There's like books I could show you to document it. It's a thing. Oh, I, I fully believe that. I, I never in a million years would doubt that. Oh my God. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think within yeah. 48's main group, I mean, a lot of those people have put themselves in debt to the point where. Some of them, their houses are in foreclosure um, and stuff like that. Um, so he obviously he's told them, you know, Nasara. So they're all waiting for it because I think that's the main reason they don't leave because if they go back home, they've got to face the reality that, you know, their houses are in foreclosure, they've ruined their families, they've, you know, their cars are being repossessed, like the amount of financial debt that they've all created for themselves. Who wants to go back to that reality when you can stay living in, you know, a fairy tale? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. That is uh, not great. So uh, any other final thoughts on this horror show uh, that has continued to exist and has we're now going on like month five of this stuff because like November of 2021 is when it kind of yeah. started. Well, I will tell you, I'm not, I'm not sure if you saw it. Um, I did tweet it out, but um, at the rally, 
um, Tenor did have the Secret Service and the sheriff and the FBI actually. Um, yes, they actually did come up to him because um, they were told that, you know, things could get out of hand and I think some stuff happened. Um, well, that's good. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that guy is getting a look-see from people uh-huh. who uh, are in authority. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, as the saying would be go. So uh, after all of that uh, bleak uh, horribleness, uh, I'm going to try to pivot to uh, some other uh, frivolity. Uh, me and Sarge, hey. uh, back, back before he got uh, kidnapped by the Patriots, um, we'd been talking about how this week was kind of uh, lacking on the news side we didn't exactly know what we were going to do. And then when we found out we had karma coming in, we were like, well, we can do a segment on uh negative 48 and all that horrible stuff. And uh, that made me decide to dig into the level, the, the world of QAnon weirdos. And I decided that uh, I was going to give a little speech about uh, the, a, a gentleman known as clandestine, who is now trying to become the hot new thing in the QAnon community. Um, what happened with clandestine was, uh, he was the clown that, uh, published or he posted a bunch of stuff on Twitter and about how, uh, Ukraine has bio labs and Mm -hmm. these bio labs were a justification for why, um, Russia invaded Ukraine. Now, What's really interesting about this is that Russia never said that the biolabs were a justification for invading Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Russia's justifications for invading Ukraine were all over the place. It was some serious dartboard shit. But then once this biolab thing uh, percolated in uh, QAnon, in America, and the right-wing media... Suddenly, Russia started grabbing onto it and was like, fuck, these, this biolab thing's getting hot. Let's use it. Let's make this our justification for why we went to war. So suddenly, uh, this middle-of-the-road uh, schmuck who was a QAnon promoter is now um, big time. I mean, he he made it like literally his talking points are now uh, bullshit propaganda. The Kremlin is disseminating amongst the world. And uh, let's just say that this has gone to his head. He's very arrogant about what's going on in the world now uh, because our boy uh, made it because he uh, somehow managed to. cut through the all the noise and clutter and he became the guy that uh, everyone's ta- everyone's talking about and he uh posted some stuff about how uh if uh NBC or any of the lamestream media like keeps like talking about him and misrepresenting him that he might have to sue them like those uh, idiot high schoolers uh, Nick Sandeman, I think it was the, the, he had the question. He's like, I'm going to have to get me one of them big Sandeman checks if uh, MSNBC won't uh, stop talking about me and commenting on me without my permission. And it's like, well, dude, you tried to become a public figure and kind of succeeded. So 
you don't have protection. You, you people can talk about you, and you you can't say, "Oh, you can't write that article." I don't let you. And uh, the thing that's really funny about this is um, he um, he can't. Uh, he, he really doesn't want. Uh, let, let me just put this clear clearly. This clown does not want these people to actually dig into him because uh, if they do dig into him. Uh, first of all, they'll find that all his claims about, hey, I, I never said nothing about QAnon. And uh, he's talked about QAnon all the time. Uh, he That was a big part of his life back in the day. Um, he did cite Q drops. I don't know if it was Karma, but someone posted a reply to one of my threads being like, hey, uh, is this him talking about a Q drop here with him linking to a Q drop? So, uh, oh, I remember reading that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It was yeah. a huge contribution. Okay, and I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, uh, enthusiasm is always, uh, always welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, about the only thing that was kind of uh, like not uh, mainstream QAnon about him, where, where was basically that like QAnon would always talk about the 2016 election being a free and fair election where uh, Trump just won because everyone loves him and he's the most popular and beloved politician in the history of the universe. Uh, Clandestine would make it clear that uh, 2016 and also 2020 were not free and fair elections, that they were both rigged for Trump to win because uh, to allow an election to have even a hint of fairness could jeopardize America and the world uh, with the cabal winning the election. Um, his he had a post that I, I screenshotted from uh, from uh, June 2019, where he says, "Let's make something very clear: 2020 is not up to chance, and neither was 2016. The Trump presidency is not anything like it appears. Trump is the face of a faction within the U.S. military who have taken control from the corrupt witness- politicians. That's what you're witnessing." And so basically, he his argument was uh, Trump is the public face of a shadowy military junta that rules America, and that's a good thing. We should all be very happy for the military junta. So um, I've been that, celebrating all since he said it. Yeah. Oh, who wouldn't? I mean, oh my who, gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, don't worry. This guy gets far worse. <laughs> This guy gets far worse. Wait for more crazy. Yeah. So when he wasn't threatening to sue uh, all, uh, when he wasn't threatening to sue all of his enemies um, for daring to question him, uh, he uh, back in the day again before he got twi- before he got internationally famous via uh, this uh, conspiracy theory that he was spouting. Uh, he gave a very rambling speech on uh, Twitter that uh, he eventually deleted because he was uh, very much uh, ashamed of the fact that he was uh, humiliated for his ridiculous penthouse fan fiction and uh, otherwise otherwise uh, universally ridiculous clown LARPing, 
So uh, for you, our, our dear Hellworld listeners, I will now, uh, I don't know, regale slash torture you with. Uh, <laughs> back when this is because he's now bio clandestine because, again, the bio labs, that's his big claim to fame. He's got to ride it. This is back when he was just war clandestine. And uh, this is his uh, thread for the ages. One, I went into D.C. last night to visit a girl I've, I, I've been seeing. So he's been dating her previously, I guess, question mark. I met her from a dating app due to the fact that bars are shut down. It's hard to meet people. As she's on top of me, really subtle, just going right into it. She stops kissing me, looks me in the eyes and asks, you didn't vote for Trump. Did you? Question mark. I just want to know how, shall we say, not great in the bedroom that clandestine would be that he has a woman laying on top of him. And then she's like, you know, I wonder if this guy voted for Trump. But I'm going to ask him if he voted for Trump. Seems like something that wouldn't, I don't know, spring to mind in that moment uh, for most people. And, oh, he's uh, a virgin. <laughs> and I, I think... And, and my, virgin vibes. Uh, Sorry, I just do. <laughs> and and my, other, my other thing about this is that he says he been, he's been seeing her and he met her from a dating app. And again, this guy is the guy who created the bio lab conspiracy in Ukraine. He this uh, thread is in December of uh, of twenty twenty. He's been clandestine on the internet for well over a year at this point. You really think he kept his Trump love away from this woman the whole time they'd been quote unquote seeing each other? I just. I just I love the idea that like I mean a lot of the shit that you're gonna read you're gonna hear about in this in this thread is unbelievable but i think the most unbelievable thing is that he managed to seduce and bed this woman and she was completely oblivious to the fact that he was a trump supporter until they were mid-act i just i just think that like the idea that he could have ever shut up about trump for that long is an impossibility well everyone knows we don't get brains till we have menopause happen so you know Wait it out, right? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, 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 yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> That's she, she was just treated. We have no brains, so you know. Hey, wait it out for a while, and maybe they'll be good for a while when they're, you know, <laughs> make doing chili cook-offs and things like that that are helpful. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining like this idea of him as this just again total alpha male Chad. And uh, this woman is just literally like just like chewing gum and like twirling her ha- finger her hair, and she's just like, "Oh, when is he? When is this ultra hunk gonna stop talking so we can bone?" Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so dreamy. And then like only only when she finally goes to bed with him, she's like, "Wait a minute, I wasn't really listening to all that stuff he was saying back at the diner. Maybe I should." I I I. I, I I faintly recall the word Trump in the conversation. Maybe I should ask him about that. Maybe, maybe that's something that should bring to my attention. Um, just like, Oh man, go, man goes to show. I should have, maybe next time I should actually listen to the conversation before I take my dress off. Maybe just again, the, 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 the fictionalized woman in clandestine's world that exists to, to be like this, just this absolute cartoon. 
Oh, my gosh. Okay, so uh, continuing. Two, I stared back at her for a brief moment, politely peeled her off of me, then then without a word began putting on my clothes and my shoes on. She is frantically asking where I am going as I take the rest of the bottle of uh, Syrah to the face. I said, I can't see you anymore, and left. I can't. I, I deny an insufficiently MAGA woman my seed. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he left that on the cutting room floor. I'm sure he was thinking it as he was typing up this fan fiction. He's a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> I love that karma has just been like. Virgins. I'm uh, not. Make the choice what? when you're ready. Like, do that when you're ready. But I'm just saying, yeah, he sounds like someone who's never been around someone without their panties on. I don't know why you told that story. I imagine this woman, as he takes his top off, she's, he has this big Trump tattoo across his chest or something. <laughs> I want it to be one of the ones where he's, like, buff and there's, a like, a there's like you know, planes and bullets and, you know, AK-47s and whatever you want to put behind him. I want it to be that crazy of a tattoo. Yeah, it's like Roger Stone's tattoo of Nixon on his back, only exactly. it's, it's, tr- it's, it's Trump riding a tank and just all that shit. Yes, that, yes, I want that. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, so uh, he has now left uh, his uh, jilted lover. On the journey home, I take the most beautiful road in the country, George Washington Memorial Parkway, right on the bank of the Potomac. I'm sure there's a lot of D.C. locals who wouldn't quite agree with that. Uh, For those familiar, there are many scenic overlooks on this road. I had an insatiable desire to stop and enjoy the brisk December evening. So this guy is really leaning into the fan fiction. He's working so hard on this. Um, and now this is uh, as as ridiculous as the uh, as his opening was. Uh, this is a passage that uh, a lot of people have had a lot of fun with. Uh, number four, as I sit on the stone walls overlooking the river, frogs croaking, Washington Monument peering wait, over the wait. trees. Okay, no, 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 go. Sorry, go, 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 go. I'm sorry, I. Up, no, 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 you were right. You were, you, were, you were right to do what you did because, oh shit, a lot of people, a lot of people did do the stop when, when they read that. Yeah. Washington, 
Washington moment, Washington Monument peering over the trees in the distance, DC lights illuminating the sky. I became overwhelmed with emotion. I gazed at Washington's monument while I stood on the road overlooking his city. So, um, go ahead. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Seasons don't happen in Washington. Never. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a lot of people brought up frogs croaking in December tw- on December twentieth in Washington when it's pro- when he's apparently out in the middle of the night because again he had his uh, his uh, little tryst go south and now he's uh, traipsing about in the dead of night. Of course, frogs would be croaking in, in the dead of night in December. Yeah, that's the- a real thing that would really happen. And then, okay, so I may have dissociated for a second or two after that, but then there's just this kind of, like, dreaminess. He's talking about a place where he thinks it's a swamp, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he's he's, he's, Dreamy, beautiful quality of, like, this is a certain type of utopia, but it's also filled with horrible, horrible people who deserve to be hung in front of me immediately. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That sounds right. Sounds accurate. Bring me my hairless cat. Oh, God. Uh, I, I laugh mostly because Sarge has a hairless cat, and since Sarge, on, <laughs> and since Sarge, on, Sarge is on webcam during most of our podcasts, I often get to see the hairless cat. So <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, five eyes glossy. I contemplate the state of the country. How in God's name did we reach this point? What would Washington think? I look to the sky for answers, for a sign, and something. Lo and behold, the biggest shooting star I've ever seen slices through the midnight sky. Um, I'm thinking that if there was a really cool more, uh, um, shooting star on December 20th, 2020, probably people would have reported on it. Probably there would have been some photos on the, on the Instagram and the Tiki Talk that all the hip kids are on. Um so after this uh, meteorological miracle, uh, clandestine continues, I'm not a religious man, but this is the closest I've ever felt to God. So I gave prayer a chance for the first time since I was a child. I asked God, what is, what is it that I am expected to do? My business is crippled. My people are persecuted. My country is tainted with corruption. He didn't mention the fact that he didn't get to actually have uh, finished his uh, little sexual rendezvous there. But again, that, he left that by the wayside for God because premarital sex and all. Um, so uh, he continues in order to eight, in order to vanquish the evil that lurks in the shadows, we must bring it to the light. Simply eliminating a formless ent- entity without the people knowing brackets, they close brackets existed does not protect the future from the same fate. Illumination is the only way, rather apropos, no? Essentially, I was told this is not over. Just as I was meant to see something as I peered into the DC sky, the world is meant to see something to safeguard the future from making the same mistakes of the past. Uh, oh, oh my God! I, I didn't even because the, the frogs and the, and the sex and all of it distracted me from this fact. This prick who constantly talks about now, I don't know why you're calling me a QAnon promoter because I'm just a simple country boy who just happened to notice that 
America had some bio labs in the Ukraine, and I just brought that to people's attention. It didn't have nothing to do with the QAnon. Uh, looking uh, for quarters on the beach, and it's just what I found. Yep, I was just looking for quarters on the beach, and what do you know? I found the 5G tower that's poisoning all of Pumpkinfuckville. Holy, Holy smokes. Holy smokes. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> At the end of uh, at the end of quote uh, at the end of tweet number nine, he says, and I quote: "Only at the precipice do people find the will to change." Yep. So that's a direct that's directly quoting from Q. Direct quote from Q. So uh, yeah. So so Mister, I don't know about the QAnon. Yeah, fuck you, buddy. We've got you on tape. So, and then finally, uh, he concludes with, "I do not know what will happen." I do not know what Trump plans to do. However, I do know on January 20th, Trump will remain in office. In due time, all of us will see what we are meant to see. The darkness will be brought into the light. And in the end, God wins. Another QAnon quote. End. Uh Yeah. So, uh, Mr. I totally don't, I'm totally not a QAnon promoter. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know Q, never met Q. Uh, Maybe they went bowling with my cousin one time, but. That's as close as we ever got. Yeah, so his little uh, frog-croaking sex romp, I promise Trump will remain president on January 20th, uh, tirade actually has two direct references to QAnon in it. So, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I was going to bring up, sorry, but, and, and again, I really hope this guy, like, quote-unquote, makes it big time. Because if he ever does, uh, that little uh, thread should be thrown in his face every time he shows his face in public. Can I Literally ask a few always. questions? The floor is yours. Oh my gosh, because I'm just fascinated a little bit by someone who states that they gave prayer a chance and then instantly went into my people are persecuted and then also wrote they in brackets. What the hell is going on here? Uh, he's an anti-Semite and a vicious one. That's about it. I mean, faux show, but at the same time, I mean, this is um that that that's a in a thread, like one yep. thread. Yep, one thread. One thread straight from the I was banging this broad and it didn't work out to the frogs were croaking. Then I prayed to God. And all of it. All of it. And then the DC sky, which literally you can see two stars in. Oh, oh. The the heavens heavens parted. Yep, the heavens opened to give him a sign. Okay. Ten bucks says he had Molly and went to a laser light show. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Like, nothing else happened. And he's Uh, a person. Yeah. Oh, he's the absolute worst human being ever. Oh, he's so bad. Um, so biolab crap. That's horrible. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So, no. 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 So uh, the the big thing about this is now also again he's bio clandestine now because the lab thing got hot. Uh, the thing that's really funny is he's really trying to like push. He's like the bio labs will bring down the deep state. We got to keep pushing this narrative. We got to keep hammering him with the truth. And the reality is, is that like he is only famous because of the biolab thing, and he knows it. So the moment the biolab thing loses uh, market share, 
he's no, he's a nobody again. He's back to being the weirdo dude who penned his penthouse letter on Twitter and got dunked on by everybody to the point where he had to delete that whole thing in shame. Um, so the problem for him is, is that he wants to be the next Patel Patriot, the next idiot that mm. like, started, a, started a grift. But the problem for him is that devolution is something that is you can constantly spin the devolution grift. You can everything can be a sign that Trump is secretly still the president. Everything can be a, a, a shadowy clue that it is still Trump that is the the puppet master and Biden's just on the strings dancing the way Trump wants him to. The problem is, is that you can't do that with the bio labs. Like once the bio lab thing runs its course in a couple weeks, you can't be like, hey, guess where else they got bio labs? India. Mm-hmm. Boom. Bet you didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. And eventually people are going to be like, yeah, there's, there's bio labs everywhere. Like that is an incredibly vague term that can literally mean anything. But yeah, but, but. They're like you, you all hate France, right? Guess what? Biolabs in France. And it's like, dude, thank you, you had. Well, I was. Dude, just you had... Thank God, because those were the people that first came up with the first test for HIV. <laughs> I mean, thank God. Th- like, thank God they were in a fight with the U.S. They beat the U.S. by a little bit. They were the ones that were able to figure it out. And we started getting a test and things started developing from there. And it was messy in the 80s, but it was the one damn good thing that happened. And this is why we have Shark on the, on Sorry, the show. Sorry, I get very passionate no. about infectious diseases. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's, that's, I mean, this is the thing. is like we, we get anywhere near the military. Sarge can take us down a road for a while. You're that way with the diseases, and that's a good thing. That's something we need. No, no, but I mean, it's a fascinating history. If you ever wanted to read a history that makes your eyes bulge open with what's happened with COVID, read and the band played on. Yeah, and I've heard. Yeah, I've... It's a fantastic book. I will tell you one thing. There is there has been some fact checking since then. Um, the author didn't do anything wrong, but there was some sourcing that wasn't checked appropriately. There's one source that's misappropriated and you can easily look it up on the internet, but otherwise the book is amazing. That's cool. Yeah, and the only I've, way I learned about fisting, I'll be honest with you. Oh, oh my. Oh my. I guess I did go a little too far. Sometimes nurses don't know when to stop. Sorry. No, no, you can never go too far. It's fine. Poor karma. So, yeah. Karma, are you still there? Are you breathing? I'm um Aussie. I've heard it all. <laughs> I know, but you you you've just been so quiet through this whole tirade of mine, so I I feel terrible. No, I was listening. I know, but I think I sent you some things um, on him too because he did go on a deleting spree on his TikTok as well. Oh yeah, yeah, you sent me those uh, those videos of like the stuff that he's try again trying to distance himself from because he's a clown who knows that uh, his past is not a great look for him. So uh, nuts to that, you you prick. Um, so uh, we do have – oh, yeah, the one one other little thing is that uh, QAnon is now trying to retcon uh, Trump incoherently saying China as China. And um, this uh, thing is that um, 
there is a, a town in uh, Ukraine that is uh, outside of Lviv um, that allegedly that had a Google map mistranslation uh, that made QAnon believe that there's a China inside of Ukraine and that Trump was all this time secretly talking about Ukraine as being the source of the virus and not actual China. Because, again, QAnon believes that everything can be decoded and everything's a riddle. And uh, they're awful, dumb people that are dumb and awful, and I hate them. So uh, we had that nonsense going on. And uh, finally, as uh, our little bit of cues in the news that's so small, I'm not even going to play the bump for it. But um, Josh Howley has uh, decided to uh, attack our Supreme Court nominee, Miss Jackson, who is uh, Biden's pick to sit on our highest court, uh, Josh Howley has decided to accuse her of being "quote unquote" soft on pedophiles. Uh, yeah. He has made, yeah, he's made uh, allegations that uh, she has uh, been lenient in her sentencing of uh, people uh, found guilty of sexual abuse of children. And that this is a, a worrying uh, thing that is going to require a lot of a lot of answers when we get to the uh, the interview process and we have her hearing before the uh, the Senate. And um, so this uh, argument is rather ridiculous because um, I do believe that she very recently was uh, b- put before the uh, Senate when she got her uh, current um, her current position in the uh, on the courts, and she uh, breezed through that, was confirmed, and uh, no must, no fuss. Yeah, she is currently a uh, judge for the appeal uh, court of appeals in the district uh, court of uh, D.C. District, yeah. So. She, which is a very uh, like big uh, court. I mean, that's not something you can kind of uh, sneak onto. And so it's not like this is a woman who hasn't gone before uh, confirmation committees previously. Yet now with her about to be put on the, on the, on the, on the big bench, um, oops, daisies, guess what? She's accommodating the pedophiles. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, I was going to say on uh, June fourteenth, twenty twenty one, the Senate confirmed her to the to the that uh, to the, that that position. So she was literally before the Senate last year, mm-hmm. and at no time when she was being approved to the U- U.S. Court of Appeals for D.C., no one was like, uh, "Excuse me." Uh, are, excuse me, Miss Jackson, are you coddling pederists? Do you happen to have a soft spot for pedophiles? I, I mean, only now, only in the past year. Holy shit, we've found these documents. I, I can't believe it. How was this not brought to our attention beforehand? <sighs> it's so absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, to go down this path, especially because I would. I'd love to, I'd love to hear his perspective since he used to be the AG of Missouri and what kind of amazing things he used to do for his state to protect 
all the children from the pedophiles. I'm trying to look it up and I don't see anything that's like that too amazing. You know, uh, that, that, you know, and, and I'm not saying he hasn't done some good stuff. He's done some good stuff. But at the same time, let's not say like he like promoted an underground railroad for children, I think. I mean, I don't know. Am I wrong? Uh, I would think not. I, I would also say that like um, I've seen some Democrat pushback against uh, what he's been saying by saying, hey, where were you about the whole Roy Moore thing? Yep. Didn't didn't hear you calling out old Roy Moore. And that guy was actually an open pedophile who almost became a U.S. senator because that's how fucked up Alabama is. Exactly. I mean, that is literally the line. That was the line. We found out what the line is for who America will not elect to office, and it's Roy Moore. You have to be that bad. If you were a little less bad than Roy Moore, you could have sk- skated into the U.S. Senate. So That's um, scary because yeah. I could show up there then. That's very yes. scary. Uh- <laughs> oh, oh. S- Senator Shark, I-, I approve your candidacy and your election. Um, so what was, uh, I was, I was, I had something else in my dumb brain, but it is, it is has jumped out of my skull and is now currently running away from me. Um, so, uh, having, uh, failed to, uh, keep my wits about me, I'm just going to play the, uh, mailbag bump and get into the mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so Klutz Zero asks, if you had to pick one QAnon theory to be true, which one would you go for? Um, I would go for uh, the missile attack on Air Force One because that would be such a crazy, thrilling, wild world of absolute madness to be living in where like the deep state and the Patriots are at each other's throats and this this game of chess with everyone's lives on the line and just the idea that like like one day like Q is in his like underground command bunker with like seventy monitors around him and the rest of the Q team is all frantically like clicking away on the keyboards. And the next thing you know, like all the klaxons start blaring, like and he's like, What's going on over there? And they're like, There's a missile attack on Air Force One, sir. And he's like, My God. And he gets on and he gets on the phone to Trump and they're like deploying chafe and they're doing all this stuff and they're working on the secret escape pod that like could get the president off of Air Force One to safety. And Trump's like, oh, I'm not leaving my men behind because he's the biggest hero that ever lived. And eventually they managed to get the missile away from Air Force One and they live. And then like uh, Trump's on the, like Trump's on the ground and like all of his staff and everyone are like, this is it. Pelosi's going to hang. We're going to get her. And Trump's just like, now, now gentlemen, revenge the dish best served cold. And they just go about their way and just pretend that the missile didn't happen because they know they got to because again Trump the ultimate chess masters playing the long game. He's just he, like uh, one little attempt to blow up Air Force One and kill him. That's not going to divert him. He's going to stick to the plan. So that would be my that'd be my preferred uh, QAnon uh, theory to be true. Uh, do you crazy gals have any uh, QAnon theories that you would want to see manifested into our world? Karma, you can go first if you want. I don't. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm damaged enough by all of this. I don't need any answers. <laughs> 
I think mine is kind of a mutated version of something of theirs. But I mean, I, you know, I, I've, I've worked at a pediatric hospital for quite some time. I've dealt with kids that have dealt with a lot of trauma and stuff. Would I love for there to be no more human trafficking for anyone underage? My God, I would love that. That's the one, that's the one tiny little grain that I can find where I'm like, I so connect with you. And sometimes I can get people to engage with me in a positive way there. They'll start listening to me. I'm like, hey, I have actually talked to FBI agents when kids have been trafficked. I'm there. I help, you know? And so it's the one tiny green that I have that's something that they're saying that I hope some of them truly believe with their hearts. I know not all of them can and the grifter sure as heck don't give a flying fig but i mean as for some of the people out there like i think i've said this before once on the podcast i wouldn't be shocked if there's a good amount of queuing on people who have been victimized in the past and being part of a community might be a very helpful thing for them even though this community could have been healthier for them (laughs) like it it just still fulfills a need that they might have yeah i can totally agree with that so uh shark's belief is one day we will actually uncover the truth about haiti so (laughs) that's exactly the summary i was hoping you'd give yeah oh yeah exactly exactly i'm I'm, I'm totally pilled this high five Yes, boom, nailed it. Uh, so Karma's got nothing, so thank you for the question. Club Zero uh, Placeholder asks, some Anons are LARPing Communist China into White House white Hat status for standing with Vladdy Daddy. I challenge the podcast to make a similar move for Iran, North Korea, or one of the big jihadi groups like Al-Qaeda. Um, North Korea is already White Hat, bro. Uh, Kim Jong-un Kim Jong is totally a good guy. Uh Q repeatedly say, uh, said that Iran was next and that Iran was going to be liberated very soon. Uh-huh. So um, those two are not even actual um, like QAnon discussions. Those are just actual reality things um, that QAnon pretty much believes in. Al-Qaeda, uh, all Al-Qaeda would have to do is something that uh, Biden didn't like, and that would make Al-Qaeda basically the good guys. There was plenty of uh, talk when uh, the Taliban were taking over Afghanistan where people were like, hey, like, is the Taliban really the bad guys here? I mean, they're really humiliating Biden right now. So I'm kind of not seeing why I should be so anti-Taliban. And and that's that's the thing about these people. They have no principles other than can what is happening Mm -hmm. in the news be used to dunk on liberals. Mm-hmm. And if it can be used to dunk on liberals, then it's a good thing. And the people doing it are good people. And even so, just evoking a reaction, even if it's not dunking, just evoke a reaction. Yes, absolutely. 100% <sighs> that. Pathetic. Oh, that also, that absolutely <laughs> also. Um, I won't put either of the two of you on the spot to LARP uh, some massive shift in the uh, sociopolitical environment of our world. But if you want to take a crack at it, Go nuts. The deafening silence indicates that you don't want to take a crack at it. <laughs> well, are we talking about anything that's ever like been said in like in Q lore ever? 
that we no we're, we're we're saying turn some obviously hated enemy of QAnon into a hero of QAnon. Okay, okay, okay. Then I'm not as prepared as I thought, so I don't know if you want to skip over me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know. Carl, I mean, I, know oh, Carl- I will say this. I will say this, and this might be a bizarro thing to say, but um, again, coming from the you know, childhood that I came from of evangelicalism and orthodoxy, you know, Christian orthodoxy, um, never underestimate how much people can hate Palestine. Because uh, the world that I grew up in, there's one that's good, there's one that's bad, there's no ifs, ands, or buts, there's no one that can do wrong on one side, there's no one that can do right on the other side. It's a weird, messed up place to come from, at least on this aspect, I'll say that. Oh, absolutely. I can. That's QAnon in a nutshell, is that yeah. our side is good and their side is bad, and our, we are fighting for God against Satan. So there is no, there is nothing we can do that is not extreme enough. Anything we do is justified because we are fighting for God, and the other guys are not fighting for God. So, yeah, all of that. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to move us along to uh, Cleodora Silvestri. Uh, Silvestri, I, I always say the name wrong, and usually Sarge and Hell are here to make fun of me for it. But um, Silvestri, yep, how Silvestri. dare you? How dare I? Uh, Who said anyway, that? Correctly. I'm just kidding. Uh, what are the odds that Q folks giving tr- uh, giving Trump so much money are just falling prey to the classic social media con of of being a broke guy to pretending to be rich to get other people to pick up his tab? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Trump is the grifter's grifter, and whatever money he has has been probably on is probably loaned to him by Vladimir Putin. And if uh, Vladdy Daddy ever uh, withdraws funding, Trump's fucked. So. Um, I don't have any doubt that that's what's going on there. I really don't. Um, I mean, that's why he was just so grasping and desperate when he was in the White House. It always made me laugh. I had a friend that would we'd always talk about this, that like Trump being the president could run every kind of imaginable scheme he could think of to make money. And all he was doing was like charging the Secret Service for beds in his hotel or renting his golf carts while they were protecting him on the golf course. And it's like, imagine this guy who could like scam billions of dollars if he wanted to, but he's still just playing three card money on the on this on the corner of the Las Vegas Boulevard, just trying to con suckers by palming the Queen of Spades. I mean, it's just it's so it's so ridiculous how bush league this guy's uh, grift was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I don't think uh, Karma or Shark are going to jump to Trump's defense. Be like, no, no, no. He has tons of money. He's he's a good egg. No. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Pin? No, I definitely will rarely come to his defense, especially since, like, his son, you know, has tried to put his urine on me. So no. No, I will not. (laughs) (laughs) He and I overlapped by two years. And... uh, yeah, I may have helped him walk to the ER. 
Oh yeah, so, yeah. We, we, we told your we we told your story on the podcast. It when sounded you, uh, so much better when you guys said it. To be honest with you, but I just in case people are like, "What the heck is she talking about?" Like, yeah, Don Junior's pee was perilously close to my nursing uniform. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, Pancake Peasant asks Elon Musk uh, called out Putin to to single combat. Uh, old man, old man Watkins style. Please world build the, the hell view, the hell world venue promotion and drama of this event. How does this fight go? Um, so uh, this prob the fight probably happens like uh, somewhere in the Middle East, like United Arab Emirates, UFC Fight Island, um, some place where like combat like this that's unsanctioned could be uh, allowed. Uh, the Fight itself, I mean, I think the whole idea that Vlad versus Elon Musk for the fate of Ukraine is that we don't really need to sex that up. I think that already is going to sell enough pay-per-views for us that we can charge about 100 bucks to get people mm-hmm. to see it. Uh, I think what we do is we end up having um, the two men uh, like talking about getting in the cage and then at the last minute... Uh, they both bow out for various injuries and appoint champions. And I think if you're going to do like a, a movie version of this story, you do something along the lines of like basically like Ivan, Ivan Drago. You have like Dolph Lundgren through a time vortex in like his peak physical form back then. And uh, Sylvester Stallone just isn't that physically imposing. He was a pretty short dude. So I think you have like time traveling Ivan Drago versus uh, The Rock with the fate of uh, Ukraine and the world hanging in the balance. Uh, That would probably be uh, that fight. Uh, If we're going to keep it a little bit more uh, quote unquote realistic, which I don't know why we would, but we might as well. Um, Probably actually on the Russian side, we have Habib Nurmagomedov, the UFC fighter who like basically kicked everybody's ass all the time. And on one side in America breaks out Floyd Mayweather, who also has never lost a fight. And uh, we have a horribly unlikable American fighting an earnestly and basically beloved Dagestani who would probably be on Putin's side in this whole thing. And the whole world just kind of feels bad if the Americans win because they know that's the right thing for to happen, but Floyd Mayweather sucks. So man, sorry, sorry, Ukraine. Sorry. You got such a shitty champion in this little story of ours. But the problem is, is that Habib's like 155 pound MMA fighter. And I really can't think of anyone that's properly small on the American side of things. Cause Americans are just giant, like muscle bound slobs. So <laughs> I try. I tried to make my hypothetical fantasy battle uh, more reasonable, but I probably failed. So yeah, that's uh, that's my swing at this uh, frivolity. Um, I think that was a fun, a fun metaphor. I was, I was thinking about how much fun it would be to see like the weight differential on that thing and how absolutely comical it would be. Like it would be. I, I think that would be so hysterical. I think actually no one would have to get hurt. I think honestly, one of them could just pick up the other one and hold him up for a while. <laughs> <laughs> just, we don't have to get violent, guys. 
like stand up for peace. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think that, I don't know. Not that I'm trying to underestimate the guy that's quite the scrappy fighter. I'm not trying to underestimate him, but still, I mean, that's a big difference. I, that's a big difference. <laughs> Uh, so, um, yes, uh, I'm, God, I'm hogging these questions and I apologize for it, but, uh, oh, uh, oh, how and, dare you do that to our po- podcast, right? Karma? Yes. Yes. Hey, I, 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 I'm, I'm honored to be invited on. It means the world to me. Um, God damn it. I'm we so need sorry. to put him on the do not reinvite list. That's fair. That's fair. Oh God. No, we love you. <laughs> I was actually thinking the two of you could have a podcast called uh, uh, Q Broke Girls instead of Two Broke Girls. Oh, or, my uh, gosh. That would yes. be so much fun, Karma. I would do anything for you. I'm crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm so fine to do crazy hours. I'm serious. I, I sometimes yeah. work at 2 o'clock in the morning, so we might be able to drive real well. Well, I, I'm I, I'm kind of up all hours anyway. I live on both time frames. Oh, oh karma! When, when, when you when you guys leave Hellworld in the dust, I really hope you remember to bring me on. I, I, <laughs> it'll be an honor. It'll be an honor uh, to be on the rocket ship to success. That that is a guest spot on Q Broke Girls. So uh, why can't we make an merger? It's hey, I'm I'm game. I'm game for anything. Uh, unfortunately, our last question here is. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asking, uh, looks like the, uh, the it looks like QAnon are believing Russia's biolab bullshit so they can continue to love on Vladdy Daddy while he turns his country into colder North uh, North Korea. So what's next for the Q team to integrate into their bullshit? My guess is the satanic panic. Uh, the, uh, we literally spent half this podcast talking about the biolab, so yeah, I ran that into the ground. Uh, the satanic panic really isn't, I mean, the satanic panic is a basis in QAnon. I mean, uh, the third Q drop stated that many in our government worship Satan. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Satan and the enemy being satanic is um, it's it's a core principle of QAnon. Uh, yeah, Q drop number three. I just looked it up. Many in our gov worship Satan. He brings up Satan a lot early. Uh, Satan kind of falls by the wayside later on because. Uh, once you once you use, once you drop the Satan card, you really don't need to play it that often. Um, the last time uh, Q mm-hmm. brought up Satan, uh, well, he didn't bring up he brought up Satan in Q drop one thirty three, and he didn't bring him up again until Q drop uh, But that one was uh, actually just I believe it was just quoting some. Uh, goofy priest lunatic because it, it's written in the form of a letter. Um, Holy Trinity, Sonny, dear Mr. President. And at some point it has uh Satan in it. The one thing that's very interesting is that uh, my, one of my favorite, my, one of my favorite Q drops, uh, 153 actually goes the, the whole go, goes whole hog for it reaches for the brass ring of Christian conspiratorial bullshit and actually uses the name Moloch or Moloch to describe, to describe the devil. Uh, The quote that I love using from this, perhaps he could not stomach the thought of mass murders occurring to satisfy Moloch. So, you know, you're, you're really reaching out for the fundies when you don't even go for Satan and you go straight to the hard shit. You go straight to Moloch. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. No, that's, that's honey. That's honey. Yeah. It's going to attract a lot. Oh, for sure. I grew up in that world. That's like candy with like some razors <laughs> cut into it or something like that. Some ground glass. They yeah. love that. No one loves yeah. the Milky Way with glass in it like us fundies. <laughs> oh, dear God. Those are also, those also are urban legends. That's never happened. But satanic panic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the satanic panic is, I mean, it's already there. You really don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to dig that far. I mean, there's also it's a Q drop that can't be searched via text search on the websites that have it. But there's another Q drop that has like a picture of um, Hillary Clinton with a uh, necklace that like the light on the dependent in the other the, the, like the head, the crown piece of the necklace. It, the light makes it look like an upside down cross is engraved into it. And I mean, that's again, that's whatever. And then there's the next photo is like a picture of Chelsea Clinton with, with which is what appears to be an upside wearing an upside down cross, and um, so it's just like, hey, look at the look at these two Satanists. Like, uh, oh yeah, I, I found it because um, I, I remembered it was like the the quote is like mother like daughter, and um, Chelsea Clinton actually got called out for wearing this upside down cross, and uh, she pointed out that it's a Greek Orthodox cross, which is basically just a plus sign. Mm -hmm. It is not an actual upside down cross. And uh, as I will, uh, until I'm red in the face, bring this up. The upside down cross is a Christian symbol. It is the cross of St. Peter. Yep. Uh, uh, Peter was getting ready to be crucified and he was like, crucify me upside down because I am not worthy of being crucified the way Jesus, my savior was crucified. So I asked for an upside down cross and yeah, Marilyn Manson and the shock jocks and the bad guys started busting out upside-down crosses for their Im imagery and symbolism. But uh, the upside-down cross was a Christian symbol for a long time before the Satanists ever got their mitts on it. So uh, pound sand, uh, you you not understanding religion, religious iconotry morons in QAnon. Uh, you can all go to hell in my book. Yeah. That's vouch, oh no! Well, I vouch for you on all of those things. Like those things are so grossly misunderstood. It's sometimes where do you start? Where do you start? Like you, because you, so many of them are just so off base and so really like, oh crap! All you know about anything that has to do with the religion that you say that you believe is what you read in like some kind of like, I don't know, um, you know, a footprints poem or something like that. Like, it's just so sad. There's no, you read, depth. It, you read it in a chick track. Oh my gosh. By the way, I think there are still large, large packets of them around here somewhere. So let me know if you want some for fun. Oh. Oh, Salem would enjoy that for funsies oh of course we would we, we live only for chick tracks um so oh, i'll take a look <laughs> i'll take a look because that could be that could be a fun halloween <laughs> outstanding and uh so uh this brings us to our question to numerous to end every show uh what are you guys looking forward to karma i'll let you go first because i've been talking a lot lately well I'm already looking to looking forward to school holidays here in Australia, um, and I've only been at, back at work probably six weeks, but or five weeks, six weeks, something like that. And I'm already going bring on the school holidays. 
But yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling. What are you going to do for your time off? Um, the same thing I do every other time that I have <laughs> time for myself and it's probably sitting here, you know, um, dissecting negative 48 stuff. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not really, I don't really have any plans to do anything or, you know, I don't really go out too often, to be honest. Horses, home. Yeah. So uh, what are you looking forward to, Shark? What am I looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to, in a little while, I'm going to be going downstairs and having a uh, St. Patrick's dinner with my family. So that'll be nice. Uh, that do, that does sound fun. Uh, my mom has been addicted to corned beef for the past week, and uh, <laughs> that has been her tale. Uh, she is incredibly not Irish, but uh, is a fan of at least uh, having corned beef for St. Patrick's Day or St. Patrick's Week in this case. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I We um... – I got you covered with the Irish part because my dad is 100% Irish. My mom doesn't know what percentage she is Irish, but the rest of her is Scottish and Welsh. So we are one big ball of Celtic fun. Aha! Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, I am looking forward to getting into Elden Ring because uh, my friends... Ooh, uh, me too. My friends have uh, been yelling at me because uh, I was uh, like I was like sucking the marrow out of the bone of Horizon Forbidden West, and my friends were like, "Yeah, Horizon's really great. I'm sure it's great, but you don't you you don't even know. You got to get into Elden Ring now." And so I have uh, I finished up the main story of Horizon, which pretty much means I've beaten it, and I'm never going to play it again because I'm just terrible about replaying games. But now I've just started uh, Elden Ring, and um, it's funny because, uh, like, basically, I get the feeling that I want to play a character that punches things because uh, the punchy, scrappy, brawly characters are kind of uh, more like you got to be more focused. You got to be like moving and dodging the attacks and putting in work. Whereas if I just play like a magic user, just throwing mis magic lightning at people from a distance, it's like, well, I killed you, but did I, have I really won? What price victory when I've killed you from so far away, just by babbling my arcane words and throwing energy at you. <laughs> so I'm, but the thing is, is, I know that like killing people from a huge distance by shouting magic words at them is a lot easier. And I'll probably be able to get through the game with a lot less frustration if I do it that way. So like I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance out my challenge level is really what it's coming down to. But uh, I, yeah, everyone's raved about Elden Ring. All my friends are addicted to it. So I'm going to begin my addiction. So it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, uh, do you guys do, we're, we're at the point where if you guys want to plug your socials and all that fun stuff, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah. I don't really have anything to plug. I'm just a normal person on Twitter, but at the same time, oftentimes you're going to find both Mike and Karma on my Twitter. So if you look at them, you'll find me. <laughs> Honest, because I'm not that I'm not that special. I'm just a goof off. Most of the time I'm retweeting things and trying to make sure that my children are not destroying things. <laughs> I'm just a normal person too. I'm pretty sure. 
I think you're probably more than a normal person to me, Karma. I think you're awesome. I think you're like an amazing, amazing, um, you're, you're really kind of documenting a lot of important things very, very well. So I'm kind of like impressed to be even on the same like wavelength as you as we talk. This is cool. So. Aww. No, I do I'm want like, you to know I respect you're lucky that. You can't see my face because I'd be, you know, like I'm blushing. So you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just just uh, as a little peek behind the Hell World curtain, uh, just so everybody knows, I'm the only dum dum on webcam here. Uh, Shark and Karma have kept themselves quite hidden from uh, me and each other vis a vis our uh, screens. So I'm currently shouting it to. Uh, blank wall of blank images in front of me and hoping that I'm not being too offensive or annoying. The, not at uh, all. <laughs> the, I'm hoping that the eye rolling and just head shaking has been kept to a bare minimum. <laughs> no, Sorry, my parents, my parents don't have even a video <laughs> on their, on their computer. Like this is how old this is. So oh. I apologize that you can't see me, but Hey, at least I'm not doing crazy sound things. Oh, I'm very, I'm very appreciative. Of that. If, you to, <laughs> if, you, if you if you wanted to go all zoo crew on us, we I would have accepted it. Uh, so uh, because I don't have L here to guide us out of Hell World, I am going to do it myself. So uh, the credits that we always run at this point in the podcast, if you're still listening to us, we would like to thank DJ Minimal Effort for the theme of the of the show. Uh, L always brings up the Castlevania flavor of this thing, which is true. But uh, the the one secret I'm going to slip in here was that I actually gave DJ Minimal Effort a little clip from a garbage song to slick in there. And I don't think anyone will ever find it or ever listen to it. But there's a little beat in there that he tried to mimic from them that made me happy. So uh, thank you, DJ Minimal Effort, for that. Uh, of course, you cannot talk to that man because he has hidden himself from social media because he's just a uh, weirdo shut-in. Um, our voiceover guy and the guy who did all the Q drops back when we were a Q drop podcast, not a current events podcast is uh, frosty VO. And you can find him on Twitter at that handle. And uh, he is just a very good uh, voice actor announcer guy. Uh, he would be really good at podcasting if you ever showed up um, beyond all of that. Uh, me and the crew that is not here with me today, uh, we would love to receive your adulation and praise. Uh, you can do that for free via just giving a five-star review of our podcast on whatever servers you're using, you're using to listen to us on, uh, help the algorithm steer others into our tender embrace so that we can tell them all about how terrible the world is and how we're all basically doomed. Cause that's uplifting. That's happy. Isn't it? It's great. Uh, if you actually like us more than that and wish to give us your money, which is a wonderful thing that we appreciate very much, you can go to www.patreon.com slash poker politics, where if you give us five or more dollars a month, you will have access to all of our bonus content, which is about 40 hours of craziness. Um, we have uh, three-man uh, podcasts like Sarge's Conspiracy Storytime, um, Kabbalin, which was a very long and painstaking review of the psychotic uh, Fall of the Cabal series from a very crazy woman from uh, the from Hall from the Netherlands. Um, she's Dutch, and uh, we just finished reviewing what we do out of uh, out of shadows with our series What We Do Out of Shadows, which was a more slickly produced form of propaganda. 
uh, the solo stuff that I've done includes The Foulest Deed, which is a very in-depth breakdown of the assassination of President Kennedy. I also went on a very long uh, series of rants about the movie JFK and how that probably screwed up America in perpetuity. And I also have done a bunch of podcasts about American history, about uh, how everything is rigged against us in this world, or probably not. But yeah, there's a ton of stuff in there. Uh, I hope that it's worth your uh, your cold, hard cash. And if you've got money and you don't want to give it to me and my, and my, my co-hosts, because we're a bunch of chuckle fucks that really are just shouting in the cans <laughs> once a week. And, that, and what, how, how is that worthy of any of any great shakes? Uh, then please give your money to love146.org. Uh, they are an organization that is actually actively fighting human trafficking and they seek to try to, you know, end child trafficking yes. in the world, which is one of the most noble goals you could possibly hope to achieve. And I'm sure that uh, Nurse Shark is very much a fan of that. Huge fan. And I'm also a huge fan of supporting your pa- your Patreon. Um, the content is actually fascinating i listen to it while i'm working and it makes me more productive uh, what, i'm not kidding you i hey, like, work, i work faster when i'm listening to you guys because like you guys keep me laughing and moving so I, like i love it i'm i'm very glad to hear that and that's but, why we brought <laughs> that's why i brought her on the show to show up for the bonus content <laughs> i give them money so they let me come on and talk for a while <laughs> <laughs> This, this entire this entire podcast is proco. This is entirely that. Oh God. Uh, yes. So uh, for uh, for Nurse Shark for Karma, this is uh, Mike Rains signing off. Good speed, Patriots. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.